Get your popcorn ready because it's time for a movie watching party on Asteroid G. You're listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me, as always, is... Josh Schaefer. Queen B. Gates. And Bex Finkelstein. Uh, yeah, you, uh, you, you, didn't, you didn't go with Professor Josh Schaefer, Josh? <laughs> no, I was, I was trying to think of a Three Ninjas joke, but I couldn't think of one. <laughs> <laughs> For National Treasure? It's by the same director, Is John Turtle. Really? Oh my god. Yeah. That explains so much. <laughs> so, as I've he already... Also, alluded... He also did Cool Runnings, if you, if you want to know. Oh, cool Runnings is tolerable. If you didn't already pick it up from what we what we were just talking about, we are doing a watch party today for the first National Treasure, a movie that came out, honestly, in the void between Indiana Jones films, which... I guess we really didn't need to fill that void eventually. Um, and it was it, like, it was this, and there were the Tomb Raider movies all around the same time, really. So people going into weird places, following puzzles, and collecting lost treasure was apparently a fad there for a good four or five years. The first national treasure has Nick Cage being Nick Cage, although I'm sure he has a character name, something Gates, as B was alluding Benjamin to. Gates. Thank you, Benjamin Gates. So yep. Nick Cage, Nicky Cage is Benjamin Gates, and he is a treasure hunter. The only treasure we know that he actually goes hunting around for is this lost founding father's treasure. But you have to assume he has a regular nine to five job that allows him to use these skills. Like people hire him to go find treasure. He just so happens to get Sean Bean to follow along with him on this particular treasure hunt for the founding father treasure and like fund the expedition for the good of mankind or something. The whole motivation behind it's a little shaky. I kind of felt, but it, the Sean Bean decides to double cross him because Sean Bean has to be a villain. Most of these things, uh, when he's not playing Eddard Stark and, uh, decides to try and take what puzzle pieces they found on a lost ship, the Charlotte, or I think it was called, uh, so they can go and find the Founding Father treasure without Nicky Cage and kill him and his assistant, whose name I can't remember. Uh, Riley Poole. So, part of what they have to do is they have to go and uh, steal the Declaration of Independence because supposedly there's a treasure map on the back that the clue from the Charlotte will help them find their way through, and that will then lead them on a whole new flurry of treasure hunting whatever to lead to the treasure of the Founding Fathers. Yes? Yes. Uh, essentially, but you've you've missed some information. I in there, glossed so. over a lot. It's a short podcast. Yeah, you really did. No, you, what you have to find, what you want, come to understand when you watch the movie is that this has been a treasure hunt for the Gates family. Benjamin Gates started back with a grandpappy's grandpappy grandpappy kind of situation. Got it from where, or something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um. Basically, something was told to somebody else, and then, you know, anyway. So they've been chasing this treasure forever. And it was passed down to Benjamin Gates, who is not a slacker in any shape or means. But he basically is a treasure hunter, but he has a background of being a, I think, a Navy diver. So he does have a military background. So wow, I don't remember that detail being explained at all. Yeah, well, he does because he has this diver's watch, which is a that which they mention in the movie when they're buying clothes after they get away from 
Ian the first time. Uh, Sean Bean's character is named Ian. I can't remember his last name. He's Sean Bean. Let's just be honest. Yes. That's, that's what you find out. And that his parents are both professors. So you have his mother, who's a professor, which comes into the second movie. And then you have his father, who's been a professor. And basically, he's also very well educated. So His father, um, however, doesn't like agree with the treasure hunting aspect of their their lineage he's the one who doesn't do the treasure hunting the grandfather was the one that passed the whole mystery off to Nikki cage uh, well and- the father determined that chasing this this treasure was pointless the fool's errand, yeah. but but he had done it before like because one clue leads to another clue which leads to another clue which is why he said um it, and he's basically tout it because or poo-pooed it because he lost his wife in the process of chasing this treasure. You you figure that out in the second movie. Oh. See, I just got, I got the idea that he saw what it did to his his father. Okay. So, father right. saw what it did to grandfather, decided he didn't want to treasure hunt anymore and then bailed. Right. Out. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So. So, but that's that's how you get all the things that he had for this, like the um Benjamin Franklin letters, the uh, Silas Duguid, mm-hmm. Silas Duguid mm-hmm. letters, um, and that you know, and then he decided, probably decided after he after his father died, that you know, and I'm not chasing this treasure anymore. I'm going to give them to the museum. So it causes more drama, obviously. But uh, you you missed out. You you glazed over a lot. That's all I'm saying. I mean, yeah, be, I totally be coming in with all the details. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's all a very important plot, and it actually has a very surprisingly dense backstory. But in the end, I think what we're all really here for is Nikki Cage looking crazy and going in search of treasure. Yes. Yeah. 100%. And, and on that front, this movie more than delivers. <laughs> I mean, that's true. There are moments where he turns and gives one of the other characters this like wild-eyed, crazy man look. You're something going. That's the Nikki Cage I was hoping for. <laughs> He's brilliant in this film, and if you're a Nick Cage fan, you're gonna love it. If you're not a Nick Cage fan, you're gonna hate it. So, it was, it was I, I have to be a Nick Cage fan, and this is my favorite Nick Cage movie. Yeah, I gotta say that is that is a good line to draw <laughs> because, like, the movies filmed with anybody else i'm not sure would be as like quote-unquote good but nick cage just kind of i don't know he pulls it along yeah well i think that's because in general the movie itself is hugely implausible like like the whole the whole concept of it is hugely implausible but the nick cage's ability to sell absolute bullshit does come through on this film. Yeah, the the dialogue for me was a little rough in that aspect. Yeah, just because because yeah. he would just like make weird logical leaps yeah. when he's talking to people, and it's like I'm a, a genius and I can just make puzzles in my head and solve stuff. I'm a genius that doesn't but, understand time zones and daylight savings time. Yeah, yeah, eh. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it was nice to give the assistant a little bit of something to do at one point, but there, there were there were some rough moments there. But I mean, I I found yeah. that especially if you compare it to the other films that came out in this weird little period here, 
the first the, the two um Tomb Raider movies, which weirdly also starred John Voight as the father, uh, different father, but and then the second National Treasure, especially like. This movie at least gels together really well and has pretty solid dialogue. And while there are some logic leaps there, they aren't huge logic leaps. They they flow fairly well, and the movie is able to quickly explain them away. Like, this one feels much more grounded than the second movie or either the other Tomb Raiders or even Kingdom of the Crystal Skull that came out a few years later. <laughs> that, that, that sounded like a grimace over there. It was. <laughs> Although, just as an aside, I want to contest one thing you raised. This is not the best Nicolas Cage movie. The best Nicolas Cage movie is Face Off. I didn't say it was the best Nicolas Cage movie. I said it was my favorite Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> There's a big difference. People can argue that all day long. It, a lot of people like, uh, uh, what it, What was that movie that he was in with uh, Cher? Moonstar. Yeah, yeah Moonstruck. Moonstruck. Yeah. Um, a lot of people like him in that film. A lot of people like him in um, uh, Raising what was the Arizona. one? Arizona. Yes, Raising Arizona. <laughs> Both of those movies, in my opinion, are boring as fuck. Yeah, no, so, no. I want, I want balls ass, like eyes popping out of the skull, Nicolas Cage. That's what I want. And this movie was good for that. Face off delivers. Exactly. 100%. Exactly. Face Off is where you get the true balls-ass crazy Nicolas Cage. Like, like as I've seen it described elsewhere before, Nicolas Cage and John Travolta had a, had a gentleman's agreement to see who could chew the most scenery possible, and the audience won. So... Mm. <laughs> but, back to National Treasure. It's, I think it, it's, it's delightfully dorky, this movie. Um, just the whole setup for it, that there's not only a secret map on the back of, like, clues on the back of it, the, uh, the Declaration of Independence, that you need lemon juice to reveal, lemon juice and heat, but that there's also, like, this weird, like, glasses holographic effect that they invented back in, like, for, uh, Benjamin Franklin's time to see even more on the back of it, like... There's so much ludicrous stuff in this movie, and then it just kind of glosses through. But as you're riding along with it, you're just like, well, "Okay, why not? Whatever, sure." Yeah, it, it's kind of yeah. like Fast and Furious, but for history. I, <laughs> I kind of dig it. <laughs> yeah, my thing with like treasure movies, though, like the the historical inaccuracies aside, but I just find it hard to believe that there's like probably like three or four blocks of just solid gold underneath a major metropolitan area that nobody in three or 250-ish years has come across? Like, I don't know. Like that, that church, just... no one's ever had to do, like, heat pipe repairs or something, and suddenly discovered, like, there's there's this whole treasury lurking beneath, like, no one thought to do go in there yeah. at all? Yeah. So there's never been a surveyor that just is like, can we put electrical wires underneath this section of the city? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. The digging sewage pipes in there underneath and they don't find yeah. this fairly shallow section of cemetery that like like has a sudden pit underneath it and a mine shaft. I mean like Yeah, like Yeah. <laughs> and and the first one is like a little bit more plausible, but yeah. the, the second one I'm just like so there's there's a city like four feet away from a major mon monument where they had to do extensive surveying. Yeah, that one requires you to sit there going, so everyone on the team that built Mount Rushmore is a Freemason in on the secret of this. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which, but, okay. But since you brought up the second one, the other issue I had is that it's an Aztec city in the middle of uh, South Dakota. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to focus on historical Aztec <laughs> stuff. No, that there's would, so many of those. That would have really bothered me in the second one. I was with it up to a point yeah. and I'm sitting there going, but it's an Aztec, you literally called it an Aztec city. They didn't make it to South Dakota. <laughs> they didn't make it anywhere near that far no, north. No, no. You can probably define a parallel on the map that they didn't make it above, and yeah. it's nowhere near South Dakota. I'm actually, I, I'm I, look it up I actually don't think they say Aztec. They say Olmec. That's, so uh, that's, but that's also Mexican. See, now I have to go look. Yeah, me too. Yeah, like I don't know this. Olmec. Olmec was in. In central, it looks like uh, Central America. Veracruz and Western Tabasco on the Gulf of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So still, still no. <laughs> it's just no. Yeah. But but we're gonna we're gonna we're not focusing on the second one. Not we're gonna get back to the first one because the first one <laughs> is actually enjoyable. So yeah, what, I like the first one. Yeah, Josh, g- give mm-hmm, us a little mm-hmm. more. What did you like about the first movie? Well, I like the implausible, like, even though I just said I hated the implausibleness of it, I kind of enjoyed it, too, just because... It's goofy. Um, it's, yeah, it's it's goofy, and it, it doesn't require a lot of thought, and it was something easy to watch that's just, like, Nick Cage kind of does, like, a this thing when he just kind of thinks out loud, where he just connects unnecessary things, and, I don't know, I thought it was kind of funny, but I, I kind of like the mystery in it, too, and kind of seeing like alternate history i guess um and some of the action scenes were just over the top cheesy which i love (laughs) Um, and then you can't be mad at anything that sean bean's in like i i hadn't seen it until like a couple weeks ago yeah and the the first scene when he's just in antarctica with sean bean i was like when's he gonna get betrayed or (laughs) Or when is he going to betray Nicolas Cage? And well, it happened within five minutes. Yeah, we, but, uh, Becky and I were sitting there watching it going, okay, how long until Sean Bean dies? Which, surprisingly, he doesn't do. He doesn't, he yeah. No, he no, survived. No dying in this. <laughs> I, I think that hey, makes you know, the, they just said that uh, Machete actually has more deaths on screen than Sean Bean does. <laughs> I that's funny. And Danny Trejo, it's, he's a national treasure. He's a very nice yeah. man. But uh, yeah, he's I, opposite Kevin Smith. I mean, on that subject, that this makes two films that Sean Bean has managed to survive: this and The Martian. <laughs> His career survived Game of Thrones. That is that. <laughs> well, he got out at the right point. Let's be honest about that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but and also uh, seeing Harvey Keitel and stuff is always. A treat. He, he, like, okay, so Harvey Keitel is another one of those guys that kind of plays crazy dudes, and he is surprisingly sedate in this movie. Yeah. Like, normally. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, shocked by that. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was pretty funny, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to word this very PC-like. Mm. Him playing opposite of Nicolas Cage, I think, lessened his crazy. And I'm curious to see those scenes that he was in without Nicolas Cage, just <laughs> to see if if it uh, compounds the crazy a little bit. <laughs> Becky, what did you like about this film? Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, I, um, 
Well, I mean, I I, I guess I basically summed it up for myself in that, like, I I love Fast and Furious because it's dumb fun. Yeah. And I view this as a neat little dumb fun history, you know, with with the puzzles. I, I the puzzles uh, and the family. Yeah. It, well, I mean, eh, the family thing, but it, it it's just like the finding the things that lead to other things that lead to other things. It's kind of neat figuring stuff out or seeing them figure things out, putting stuff together. It's I don't know. It's it's just the vibe of it. Okay. I just I dig it. It's it's no stress. Well, I mean, I mean stress movies, but it's. It's very low impact. I mean, that's that that's kind of the way to look at it. It's like it it's not a a tense movie in any way, shape, or form. The few times where the people are like our heroes are captured by the bad guys and held under gunpoint, you can still be like see them thinking their way out of solution, and it never feels like they're in any super amount of danger. They're just like you know breezing along, just like the movie does. And oh look. Benjamin Franklin hid a five-part code to his porn stash here on the back of the Constitution. Let's go research that next. Okay, so clarification. Yes. On uh, it's not Olmec either. They basically say it's a lost tribe from the American Indian culture. But the art style doesn't support that. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. That's no. what they're saying. No. No, I disagree. <laughs> the second they, they movie is stupid, Okay. <laughs> Okay, no, well, you can stick on the, the sloppiness of the uh, set design. However, the story holds up. No, no, it doesn't. No, because oh the God. art design of that is historical art artifacts that they show has to line up with what they're doing, and it doesn't. It doesn't. I, 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 I'm, I, hey. No, no. Story no. is fine. No, no, no. <laughs> 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 I think you're outvoted here, but, but I, I think there's three people in here that would vote that the second movie is utter hot garbage. So, well, I like the second movie too, and I was really hoping for a third one, but they still haven't been able to get the uh, script together for it. So. Yeah, I know they keep talking about making a third one, which for those of us that didn't like the second, just feels like a relief because we don't need them to Kingdom of the Crystal Skull this stuff. Yeah, and what was up with Ed Harris's character? Like, he, I mean, he did a fine job acting, but just it's like at the end, he's like, you know what? I'm sorry, I tried to kill you. Now yeah. you can have all the credit. Five Work seconds after he tried to kill them, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, he has he has the most inconsistent. I don't even understand what his whole point was. Was he like? Did he really want to bring the Gates family down, or that was like? like I don't. I don't know. It, 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 he was he was in this movie for drama and drama's sake only. Yeah. Because had he actually just reached out to Benjamin Gates in the first place, yeah. Benjamin Gates would have said, "Yeah, I'll help you find the treasure. That's what I do." I mean, yeah. what there there would have been no stopping the whole thing. No, you so, want me to go find case, another American treasure? Fuck yeah, I'm in. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, the it was drama for drama's sake. Yeah, his, his character yeah. is bad and a very bad villain, which is I think a lot of the reason why the second movie doesn't work. They wanted Sean Bean's character without being able to use Sean Bean's character. Like yeah, almost as if they were sitting there. Like if you'd actually like somehow managed to get Sean Bean back and had him been like cleared of charges and he was like out there and he came up with this evidence to frame the Gates family to ruin the people that had ruined him. And, like, all that stuff, 
it actually makes a little more sense there than whatever was going on with Ed Harris's character. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and also the second one had has one of the tropes I hate the most in I guess it's primarily American cinema in yep. TV, but, but I don't understand why in sequels, just like you have a couple's like, oh, we fall in love because we love each other so much. And then the second one is like they're always near divorced or divorced. Yeah. Like I hate that trope so much because it's, and then they get back together at the end anyway. And it's like, we love each other even more now. Brr. Even though mm-hmm. we, we proved nothing about our relationship to each other and we're still the exact same people yeah. that felt the need to get divorced. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And as it's, as with uh the 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 mom and dad for Nick Cage's character too, they have the exact same realization in this yeah. film as well. It's yeah, that that bothered me too. Like, what did you guys actually yeah. learn about each other here that you just need to be perpetually treasure hunting cuz isn't that his job? Like, shouldn't that have already been solved? Yeah. Yeah. And why is she getting the house when he's the one that's the rich one? That's, yeah, it's in his name. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, and they never say that they got married. Oh yeah, they didn't. Uh, so there are problems with. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a perfect story. I just said that I like it. See, you you seem to think when I say I like something that suddenly it it should be like loved by all. That that is not that's not how the world works. There, Mike. I mean, there's no cool runnings. So. Uh, see, and this is where I, um, I'll end up disagreeing with you guys. I hate Cool Runnings. I think it's a stupid movie. Oh, it is a stupid movie, but I it enjoy is. it for that. But that's, like, that's there's, why there's, it's a movie. I, my issue with the second National Treasure is that the characters are inconsistent. The mystery is just out of left field, and they just kind of like slap it together as it goes along. There's no real like through point for it, and. Like, it's not even as funny as the first one. It's just, in general, it's just a bad movie. So My my favorite part is when they're at the palace, Buckingham Palace. Uh-huh. And oh, he's yeah, having, cool. he's having, the he started, he starts the fake fight. Yeah. To get to basically draw attention. That's my favorite part in that entire movie. Yeah. I mean, that was fun. Yeah. That was amusing. I mean, That's I the case that you like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but, but, but okay, so that movie came out after the internet was a thing because we see them using the internet upon occasion. So, yeah. if there's an engraving on the second Statue of Liberty out in Paris, don't you think a picture of that would be online? That they wouldn't actually have to go to Paris to find it? Mm. You're thinking with logic, you can't do that. <laughs> see, this is my problem. But the first one, at least, the first one has like evidence that no one would think to find because you're not going to apply lemon juice to the back of the Declaration of Independence. You're not going to find this pair of glasses hidden here in this old building no one's been near. Although, really, that's another one of those ones you're sitting there going, maybe they someone should have found those glasses by now. But And without those glasses, you're not going to see all the holographic imagery on the back of the Declaration of Independence. There's, there's a lot of stuff there where the clues naturally seem like they could just be found by this guy because he's actually doing the right path of digging. The The ones for, like, the second movie, though, you're sitting there going, this is this is one of those ish situations where you're sitting there going, no one's ever repaired the desk and noticed this weird combination lock. No one's ever saw the engraving on the Statue of Liberty and thought to take a picture of it. No one's done this, that, or the other thing, because that's, that's really bad. Well, I'm actually looking right now, and there is not a close-up of the one in Paris. Oh, because 
Probably because there isn't actually an engraving on it. I'm just trying to make a point there, that's all. They needed to be more thorough. They, gotcha. they needed to think their situation through in the world that they were living in, because they really didn't. <laughs> but the first well, one was just a catch. Yeah, the second one was just, just like, let's just put another fucking puzzle in here. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Make it American again. Yeah, no, totally. But I yeah. like the first one. I like the first one for what it is. And I think of all of those movies that come out during that treasure hunting boom era of both the mm-hmm. National Treasures, both the Tomb Raiders, the Indiana Jones, fourth, fourth Will, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's the best of them. It's actually an enjoyable, not entirely intelligent, but very enjoyable movie. Yes. Agreed. I, I like this movie. I like both of these movies, but National Treasure is still my favorite Nicolas Cage movie. Okay. Anything else? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are all haters. That's all that is. You're just I, haters. I tried. I, I like the first one. I tried to enjoy the second one. The second one sucks. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, my my daughter loved both of them. I here. That was that was cool. Here's where we're at. I would rather watch the fourth Indiana Jones movie again than the second National Treasure. Oh, wow. <laughs> that got another grimace out of Josh. <laughs> and I mean, I, 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 like, I like that. Uh, I did like the Indiana Jones, though. The second movie? That's the one with the Amy... What's-her-face? The fourth movie. The King with Crystal Skull with uh, Marion oh, fourth me- The fourth movie was crap. <laughs> With the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, there's so much bad with that movie. Anyway, I'm pretty sure we've talked about all this treasure hunting for right now. This has been Not So Live from Asteroid G. I am Mike Finkelstein. I'm Josh Schaefer. I'm Queen B. Gates. And I'm Bex Finkelstein. And we will see you next time. Next time.